Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door here we are, Radical Australia Community Radio, 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Guest, just keep back from the microphone. <laughs> I need to introduce the Empress Dowager, Dale Bridge. It is the first... Excuse me. No noises, please. I will evict you. I'm quite happy to speak to the Empress Dowager. We don't even know who you are. You don't exist. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm as well as can be expected. I know, I know. How's, how's the cat uh, dealing with the mood? Oh, you know, he's going stir crazy, but there, uh, what are you going to do? Has he forgiven you? No, no, absolutely not. He doesn't not. lick your feet anymore? No, he's just, uh, mm. yeah, he's turning into a lard ass. <laughs> Because there's nothing else to do but eat. Eat, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like my life. Mm. When you get to my age, that's all you do is eat. <laughs> now, we do have a guest. We have a real guest. The we first do. guest for 2020, Mr. Peter Rice. Oh, hey, thank you, Mr. Joe Toscano. Excuse me, could you get it right, Dr. Joseph Toscano? Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Toscano. And uh, the fabulous Dale, thank you most kindly, yes. and uh, yeah. and uh, and mm. happy new year, I suppose. Oh, come what on, what a what a what a what a what a kind of weirdo happy, happy thing it is, though. No, Goodness, no, mate, it's no, quite no, freaky. No. And, uh, now, it's good to have you as the first guest here, and obviously thank Dale you. has worded you up on what happens here. And because Mr. Carl Panuzzo, our last guest for the 2019, kind of regaled us with his, uh, <laughs> you know, his ability, musical abilities, it does not mean that you can bring in six songs. No, I'm not, I, 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 I don't want to play six songs. We can pick and choose. No, no, hang, on, hang on, Dale and I can pick and choose, not you. Okay, well, we well, okay. we have I'll, a show. You right. are the guest. All right, but you're just an inconsequential them, some aspect to this program. Some of them are important. That's all in my life. That's why they're here. Oh. Who organised you? Did I did I invite you on the program? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. did. That's right. I saw it in Eureka. Did. I said, right. "Come along," and you accepted the invitation. Look, I've fun. known you for years now. That's what correct. year were you born? Just a. I was born in 1967. A fabulous year. Um, fabulous year for music, but anyway, no, anyway, 67, June 1967, I was born. You don't give us the date of birth. No, because, I wasn't because, because you're everybody's going to steal your identity on the internet. It's already remember gone. Remember social media. Just it's remember, already, it's, already gone, it's evil. It's evil. It's the devil's playground. Okay. What right. would you like to know? Nothing. I'm not particularly. Oh, that's in the program. Facts and argument. I've got nothing. <laughs> there's nothing really I'm interested in. Anymore, but because you're my guest, I've got a faint interest in your life. <laughs> now, born in '67. Now, I'm sure Dale worded you up. What's the first thing you can remember? I was two and a half, right? And 
I can remember walking through, now I don't know the name of the hospital, I can remember walking through hospital corridors with my family wearing this terrible little blue suit that my mum used to dress me up in, <laughs> um, going to see my grandfather, my mum's father, and right. he had cancer. Right. And uh, so we went and visited him in, in hospital. Was this in Melbourne? No, it's in Adelaide, I think. Adelaide, right. So there's only one hospital in Adelaide, the Adelaide Hospital. Well, I guess it was the Adelaide Hospital then. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so th- this is the memory. Um, I remember sort of me being quite joyous because at two and a half years I wasn't kind of cognizant of what was going on with my grandfather. We were going to see Grandpa, you know. And um, there he was in a hospital bed um, looking fairly ill. He had bowel cancer. and uh, and uh, But then we engaged and he, I had apparently this little... Um, I was told, retrospectively, a police car. I had a little police matchbox car, car yeah. police yeah. car. Um, but nonetheless, we played buses... We played buses. He put his knees up under the under the bed, and they were hills. And so I drove the car, and that's that's what I remember. That's well, my first memory. Two and a half years. That is a great memory. That's the only memory I have of my grandfather. Yeah, that grandfather. Oh, you're fortunate. I actually never met any of my grandparents. Three were oh. dead before I was born. The other one was overseas. Wow. But getting back, getting back to you. So you were born in Adelaide? No, no, I was born in Altona. Altona. Um, actually, in Altona. Yeah, mum. What mum, home birth? Uh, Altona Public Hospital. Thank you. All right, I'm sure you. <laughs> Corrected that. Um, we we'll have to now. tell the truth. That's okay. That's all good. Um, and I was the youngest of five. I've got four elder sisters. Right. Um, and what else can I say about Altona? I mean, yeah, uh, mum was oh. 35, dad was 40. Yeah. Um, and where did your parents come from? Were born oh, mum, mum and dad were originally from, well, dad was from Pinaroo in right. South Australia. Mum, yep. I think, was born... In Auburn, mm-hmm. and so they met. Right. And, as uh, West Australians and South Australians tend to do. Well, it was all South Australia. Auburn and South Australia? Yeah. Oh, incest. Go yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. But, um, two South Australians getting together. That's <laughs> a bit strange, you know. Well, um, that's what happened, Joe. That's, yeah. that's what led to me being born. I that mean, people, what people think that I'm strange, but they don't know the history. Now they know. No, 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 Peter, Peter, you're not strange. <laughs> Look, I've actually, I've actually feel an affinity for you, Peter. I'll Are you feeling you, well, Joe? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll tell you why. Because you just brought up a memory in my mind about when I was two and two and a half and I had to wear one of those disgusting little jumpsuits that little boys used to wear, you know, oh, from think- neck and they kind of come down to the middle of your thighs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah, exactly. I, I, oh, oh. Explains why we are like we are. You realise <laughs> oh, thoroughly, but doesn't doesn't it speak to a sick society? Really, don't you think? I mean, oh, you know, I know we, we, we would we, we would have probably shed yeah, those clothes yeah, first thing yeah, as soon as we got yeah. home. It wasn't no, our idea. My sister sent me some photos recently, <laughs> which she, she kind of been going through the family estate, which is two boxes of photos or something, and she sends me this photo of this little 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 rat in this little jumpsuit, just like you, two rats. So. Did you go to school in Altona? Went to Altona Public Primary, Altona Primary School. Yep. Um, that was. Oh, actually, Altona Primary was good. Mm-hmm. Um, people there were generally cool. Some of the um, other um, students were a bit dodgy, but Altona, <laughs> Altona, Altona Primary School was, no. was a good school. Yep. Uh, I went to. So that was the public system. Then went to. Um, <sighs> Westbourne Grammar. Westbourne uh, Grammar. Westbourne, well, did your parents um, come into some money or did you win a scholarship? Well, I was the youngest. Well, no, they did have money, but yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. not a lot of money, but yeah. Um, yeah. that wasn't a good school at all and it was hell. It was absolutely hell that? for me. Where was Westbourne Grammar? 
Um, at that time, it was out, well, it's still there, but it was out in the middle of paddocks out between Laverton and Hopper's Crossing. Uh, oh, I suppose. Well, you, I suppose that is the outback. Well, it's not in now. Those that's, days. That's, no, no, it's out of suburbs. Mate, now. I, I did my kind of grade six sort yeah, of like yeah. entry exam to get into Westbourne. Yeah. And uh, I can remember being in this kind of double kind of room. They'd taken mm. out the divider and mm. uh, looking out the window. So, you know, I'm looking at this. Mm thing in front of me and writing down the answers and then I'm looking out the window at the cows grazing in the paddock. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm you know, it's all bloody. There's a damn McDonald's across the road from there now. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. Relax. I've actually, <laughs> after this little chat, I'm, I'm, I'm going down to Tarnief. So I've Tarnief. got to go oh, yeah. through Hopper's Crossing. You know, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking Traffic's about. Traffic's full on. So but, but there is a very nice Indian sweet shop on Sayers Road, which I may stop over mm. on the way when I go back to the country but that's a different story well I'd, I'd recommend it i mean it's probably the only kind of only good thing you're going to get from that space anymore i think i'm biased you're very anyway. biased so uh, so, now, that, so why that, was um don't, don't mention any names please but why was the grammar school such a terrible experience were you boarding or did you go there every every day or they what? didn't get along with me i didn't get along with them what do you mean you didn't get along with them what's um, going on here i had too many ideas in my head for their liking i wasn't the what? i wasn't the i wasn't the sausage grinder material that was what? good for that school well, did you ask they, questions or something oh absolutely and 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 I answered back and um, when they asked questions of me and, and uh, did all sorts of things that I shouldn't have done, as I said, a, a, uh, a product that they wanted to put in, a product of society that they wanted to put into the top of the grinder yeah. and have sausage meat, you know, middle yeah. class citizens come well, out the bottom. You actually, you actually held on to the top of the grinder with your fingers, did you? A little bit. That's yeah, not good. yeah. But the, you must the, have learned the, something. Did you learn reading, writing, and arithmetic, or didn't even learn that? Uh, no, I did quite well in, in, ah, in, in English. Intellectual N- not, not, not at HSC. I failed HSC. Excuse but, me. Uh, excuse me. Um, um, Dale, did, didn't you? Matric. Did, didn't you check this uh, this guest? We don't have people who fail uh, HSC. Excuse me. I went back to uni as a mature age student later and and got yeah, HDs on, no, and got a degree story. as well. But anyway, yeah, no, yeah. we don't discriminate here, Joe. We don't discriminate, okay? We, but we do discriminate. We're not we're not the coalition. <laughs> we're not the coalition, okay? He's not one of the deserving ones, is he? All right. <laughs> so so, uh, so when, I, I did. So you left high school. You were chucked out. You didn't get your HSC. You didn't matriculate. <laughs> no, that's correct. So what happened then? Um, well, um, I started restoring a car and playing in rock and roll bands. I had excuse a guitar, me, I, me, I, me, I, me, I, I, I had a guitar me. by that time, I started playing rock and roll, excuse punk me. rock and roll music. Excuse me, yeah, what ahead. year was this? 86. 86. 85, 86, yeah. You're doing punk in Melbourne? Absolutely. Really, I was I was playing before it even finished. Yeah. So in 1984, yeah. um, a mate of mine and myself, actually a couple of mates of mine and myself at school, mm-hmm. um, formed a punk band, which initially we called Anticlimax. It was very anticlimactic, and then you know, we we we, we changed. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The first gig was an abomination, but anyway, but we got better, and uh, yeah. and then we we called ourselves Revenge. It was my band. We called ourselves Revenge. Oh, his band. We, I like that. Your band. Did was, you own it? Well, how, many, how many were in the band? I, 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 I wrote the songs, and oh, so, you were the lead singer. No, 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 no. I wrote the music. Right. And uh, and Ozzy, who was he, he was in a band called Children of Sorrow. After that, um, he he mm-hmm. sang. He did the vocals. Yeah, yeah. Can you John, tell us about this first gig? It sounds interesting. No. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I will say, and I do want to say, and Dale did this as well, Tim Hemmingsley was my bass player at that mm. time. Was he putting that up at Missing Link Records in the city? And mm. Tim responded to it. Now, Tim had had history in um, Royal Flush. He was nine. He's an absolute institution in punk rock in Melbourne. And so, a brilliant bass player, even at nine years old. And then, uh, so he was in Revenge. And I've got a, I've got a song here of really? Revenge playing with him singing. It'll be world first if it goes to air. It'll go to air. Because it's, 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 it's live world. and it's we rough as guts, but it is Tim Hammondsley when right. he was 13. Um, so he was your lead singer? No, no, he was, he was the bass player. But I mean, I was doing that in 1984. And right. then, so I was playing a I set. I you're making heaps of uh, money, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Punk rock. Right. <laughs> That's not what punk's for, Joe. But I thought the, I thought the filthy Lucas tour no, no, was no, about no, making no. money. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 but, they're, but they're not punks. Yeah, they're, they're not, not punks. punks. Yeah. Right. No. That's no? Uh, well, no. it, 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 that, that was that was the Sex Pistols, I believe. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they're, no they're, they're they're like the Spice Girls of punk. Yeah. The Spice you know. Girls. I've been punk. listening to a few of these shows. You talk about show ponies. They were the show ponies of punk. I understand. I really understand now that they were. They, they were a manufactured band put <laughs> one, together. Yeah, one, whereas yeah. we come from the crass tradition, Correct. which oh, is yeah, I don't know the crass from the ground up. Yeah, ground Steve Ignorant. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Eve Libertine. Yeah. What, what did exactly. you? What did your sisters and uh, parents think about this uh, diversion in your life? Oh, parents. Failed, 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 they hated it, and, and I didn't get much kind of. Well, I got a bit of support from my from my sisters, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't. Not much love. No, not they, really. They told you to get a haircut and get yeah. a job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all of the above. I got out. I got on. Yeah, the, I got out the street. You're bald now, so you don't have to worry about the haircut. Oh, well, that's true too. Well, actually, I did cut my hair before I came in here. It was too really? warm. Yeah, that's it. Down, <laughs> down to one. But anyway, so uh, I, I got out in the streets at that time. You what, know, you're busking, punk busking. No, oh, well, sure. no, no. But at the same time. Um, you're saying my family, what they thought of it, yeah. and so mum and dad, I argued with them. Dad was quite conservative. Mum was a little more um, yeah. uh, egalitarian, I suppose. And uh, but yeah, I got out in the street, so I was going to rallies. Mummies, um, you don't want to say anything negative. No, no. Thank look, you. mum, mum was citizen of the year a few years back in Hobson's Bay. Citizen of the year, what? Hobson's Bay. Correct. Yeah. Where's Hobson's Bay again? Uh, down by the beach. <laughs> Where by the beach? <laughs> Citizen of the year. She got citizen of the year. What did she do? She was a kindergarten teacher. Right. And uh, um, so she warped the minds of generations. Absolutely. Right. Um, she uh, she's also a, a church. What, what's her name? Margaret. Margaret Rice. Mm, Margaret Rice. That's my mum. That's lovely. Um, she's mm. a legend. She really is. Um, yeah. Well, she had to put up with you, you know, in your Oh, see, that in, proves in, in it. Your, but uh, the, the thing is, she also did a lot of, she was a churchy, and then right. she was quite um, heavily involved with the Mother's Union and, and did outreach to Korean people in mm. Burma, you know. Oh, so, yeah. Did this uh, rub off on you, or are you just punking well, along? Well, this is, no, see, this huh? <laughs> so, are you just punking along, or did this rub off on you, this social conscience that you mother seems to have. Oh, I think it rubbed off on her. That was after I was a punk. Oh, that was after. <laughs> you, you changed her. Oh. And one of my other sisters. There's, there's, this, there's this social kind of conscience that runs through our family, right. and uh, I think that's where it sort of came from. From your so, mum? Well... Or from your, or from, you, you brought it into the family for the punk. No, look, I'm, I've, got to, I've got to say, 
um, a couple of other sisters are quite active politically as right, well. Right, right. Um, I don't know that I necessarily want to go too far into that. No, but, no, but, no. But, but, but the thing is, but the thing is that there's this strong social conscience mm. in our mob and we're active and we haven't stopped and we won't stop, which no. is why I still, you know, support no. 3CR and uh, have, was working on 3CR yeah, for a good long period as well. Back in the day, as, as said, as said, the, uh, the family kind of didn't do too well with what I was doing and I got out in the streets, I was going to rallies and, you know, gigs and, um, got in, um, um, South African Airways yeah. back in the day, um, mm. against apartheid, um, hang on, that was, that was 76. No, uh, 72. Yeah, you were like four. No, five. no, no. The South African Airways thing would again be in around about 83, 84. 83, 84 right. um, and then, what else? Oh, the, so then I was involved with a, a went to um, a gig and uh, there was this bloke out the front there handing out leaflets. He said, you want to come to a rally? I think it was one of the Palm Sunday rallies. Oh, yeah. His name is Nick Strauss. Quite a legend, that fellow. I don't know where he is now, but... Um, um, and he was part of what was then Youth PND. There's people for nuclear disarmament, yeah, then there was yeah. Youth PND. And so he got me into YPND. Mm. Um, and so we did all sorts of. So you were radicalised. I suppose. That's but I was. Uh, well, radicalised. I, like, I took to it like a duck, duck to water, water jar. So you were waiting. <laughs> yes. After your experience That's at right. uh, Westbourne Grammar, this was the way out. Absolutely. And mm. Uh, mm. this is why they didn't like me. This is why they didn't like my earrings at school. This is why they didn't like my red socks with the uniform. Look, I wasn't going like to mention that. your earrings, <laughs> But you've got 15. No, one no, year. no, only, only, only uh, 13, I think. 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very significant number, by the way. What, why is it significant? Oh, it's just, it runs through our family as well. What, 13? Yeah, definitely. 13 what? Um, it's mum's lucky number, it's just right. my lucky number. Right. Um, 13's, or, you know, the numbers right. of people at Christmas dinner sometimes, it regularly turns out to be 13. 13. It's, That's yeah, right. It, so, yeah. it sounds like a coven, you know. Well, I don't know about that. I, it, could, it could be. I was looking last night at, at the Wobblies site, yeah, and, yeah. and there's the, the IWW Black Cat. Yeah, you know, that's the Sabat. Go on. Sabat, the Black Cat. Okay. And that's the, uh, the, cat, that's the cat of revolt. Uh-huh. The Black Cat. That's all it is. It's nothing to do with Satan and witchcraft. No, no. I know you're going down there. No, I wasn't. Road. But I've, I was, no, just, I was no. just saying that, you know, that, was no, it, that what, 13 was it, Black Cat thing, it's, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. two Black Cats. Have you? So, yeah. Have they got a bit of white on them or they're just black? No, they're black. Are they tuxedo cats or are they no, perfect, they're black, they're, they're perfectly straight black. black cats. That's it. Well, that's one thing we can say about you. You know, you're not a racist. Now... I'm glad to hear that. Too. Well, you got two blankets. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, slaves, but that's all right. Oh, look, I don't no, know. No, no, tell us about this song, this world right, first well, we're going to well, play. Right, look, have you got it lined up? You tell us about it. And then all right, we'll... look, I just, I just want to say... No, um, no, stop reading. We want to do the song. Peter? Very well. All right, Thank well, you. hang on. What are we going to... This is... Is this... The, one the world first you were this, telling us this about. This is Revenge. I think... Uh, he thinks. Yeah, I think it's number two. All right, tell us about um, it. Um, we did a show at uh, St Ignatius Church Hall with the band. Not St Ignatius, around the corner. In Church Street? Yeah. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Um, they were very supportive of the punk movement and, um, and so we played a gig there with Civil Dissident and Death Sentence and um, that gig kind of went off. But as said, uh, Tim... 
did this particular track. He, we, we all shifted around on instruments. I was still playing guitar on this one, but um, um, Tim got up and, and sang. And uh, it was just the time, Joe. I mean... What year? 86. 85, I think. 85, yeah. yeah. 85. It's loud and raucous and live and very punk. Enjoy. Talk. All right, this one, this, this track that we're talking about is called This Island Earth. Uh, it must be number three. Um, it's called This Island Earth. And so this is, this is us sort of singing about environmental issues at that time. Up next one. I used to, I used to I used to do a radio show Joe. Yeah, you don't have to play the whole thing, Dale. That's all right. No, no, we can ha- listen to that in the background. Well, listen to it in the background. What, was all, what was all that about? All I could hear was shouting. Well, I mean, well, first of all, I've got to say, it's Tim Hemmingsley. Mm. What, what is that? Well, he, yeah, Joe doesn't understand. He is an absolute legend in Melbourne punk rock and roll. Is he? Um, well, he's, he's dead. He's dead now. I he, thought so. He's a legend. Yeah, well, that tri- that's... Unfortunately, true as well. Yeah. But he, he died yeah. in, um, I think it was 2003. Right. He's only 31 years old. 31, yeah. But um, <laughs> he was he was producing music from the time he was nine years old. Nine years and old. then oh, uh, in he was in God. He was in uh, more Royal Flush. He was in God. He was in Powder Monkeys. That was his well, kind of main claim to fame. Well, why, is, why is punk so important to you? Because it can shock. Just shock. It just sounds like loud music. No, no. The thing about punk rock and roll, the, another thing, Dave, you can fade it out completely if you want, but that was Tim Hemmings, I've got to say that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, actually good yeah. because anyone who's recording the show, they can't get the whole song, and so I yeah. keep copyright on that. Good. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I will say, the thing about punk that's valuable and remains valuable is that, as I said, it has the ability to shock. That's why the Sex Pistols were so... Uh, um, out there at the time that, that they were producing, you know, together as a band and, and producing music. Um, so I'll jump forwards. Um, from YPND, there was a, spit, a split in PND and then there was a split in YPND. And us anarchists formed a group called Young People Against Global Violence. And we, um, we, um, hang on we we had hang on we had a we had a whole bunch we had a whole bunch of sorry sorry 
this is live radio. When you start reading I've got notes, notes, you get lost. I've just got to remember. No, nah, no, nah, you get lost. I'm taking the notes right. away. I'm, I'm taking you. the notes away. <laughs> I'll get my other copy. When, when, no, no, when, when, anyway, when, when, when you read notes on live radio, and you did radio for 12 years, you should know But this. I can talk to the document. No, anyway, no, let's move on. So, I'm anyway, ban, you, ban war toys. Ban war toys, right? right? So we had a whole bunch of actions, YPIGV. Uh, right. A whole bunch of us punks, we went up to, I think it was um, the sixth floor of Myers, um, which was their toy department. Mm. And then, you know, as you do, rallies, actions, I mean, start up, a whole bunch of us start chanting, ban war toys, ban war toys, etc. And while we're doing that, I have this idea, so I have this sort of thing, I'm going to go buy a gun. And so I went and got this bloody machine gun. Might have, might have spent 15 bucks on it, something like Plastic, that. Plastic, hopefully. Plastic, of oh, course. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's right. And, and so they're going, ban war toys. Ban, oh, I've got this gun. I'm going, ban war toys. I'm going, with this, with this machine gun. It's making its noise. And it's got the little sparks coming out of the end. And security got onto us real quick. And they yeah. said, you got to go. So there we were, sort of going down six flights of elevators. Ban war toys. And I'm still firing this damn gun. Um... And um, people complained. There were old women on the escalators who apparently complained to management. So we got down the front in Burke Street and um, we stomped on that gun. We, we smashed it. And that was part of it. Yeah. It, was, it was my objective to, yeah. to get a gun and then to smash it. This is called 80s Street Theatre. But go on. But that's agit prop. But, yeah. but that's exactly. But, but that's the point. Um, management came down and said, oh, old ladies complained. I said, well, we made our point, didn't we? Yeah. That's, that's what we were saying. And so that's what I'm saying. Us as a whole mob of punks, that's what we're doing. Mm, mm. But there we were, mm. shocking people. Does it really make any difference, shocking people? Well... I mean, people, people saw what happened to Auschwitz. It shocked them. Did it really make much difference? Uh, do you think that um, um, Smoko up in Canberra is going to make uh, major ground on climate change because of these fires? I don't think so. No, but no. that's one of the most shocking things that could happen mm. in terms of mm. climate and the, mm. and the life yeah, of the planet. Can I ask a serious question? Anyway, go on. A uh, serious question, because we're nearly halfway through this chat. Um, what were you doing during this time for a living, young man? Um, I was paid by the government. Right. You're a... You're, you're a, two, you're a $200 odd dollars a week. No, oh, no, no, I was, no, I was on unemployment benefit at the time, as oh, they right. called it. And um, right, right. worst luck, I've spent quite a lot of my life on that um, oh, low that's... income. But I've managed to live on a shoestring, and that was part of it as well. Mm. I sort of thought, well, I don't want to... I, I withdraw my labour. I'm not going to pay taxes to some filthy kind of white government that uh, is racist to Aboriginal people, that is, uh, you know, dismissive of the rights of refugees. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give you my labour and allow you to tax when me. When did you make that decision? That's a very important personal decision you made. Uh, when I was in secondary school. Secondary school. I told and you, you they hated me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then you, do, you didn't actually need to withdraw your labour. Well, not at, at that, that time. Stage. So when did you actually make that conscious decision? You didn't want to follow a materialistic lifestyle. Uh, Don't look at your notes. No, no. Just um, generally. I, I, also, I also saw this article in the newspaper. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. <laughs> Explain was, to the listeners what you've just that, handed that, that Joe. Was a, that was when I was a young man. Dare I ask, when was that? Uh, 36 years ago. So uh, there's the answer to your question. I've got this um, uh, many years ago. Um, mm. is that, does that predate 3CR? No, I started in 77. All right. I've got this um, article that... Um, 
I cut out from I think it was the Sun at the time. Yes, Tom Pryor was our uh, he was our uh, spy in that. He was the uh, you don't know right, about the okay. famous Tom Pryor? No, I don't. No, I'll tell you about him one day. Okay. Well, well, people, you, old you, people would know you, him. You're welcome to elaborate. Anyway, I got this article: yeah. uh, Anarchy rules. Joe's fight for liberty. Parliamentary democracy in Australia is a sham and illusion. Have you heard these words before? Anyway? Nah, yeah, no, anyway. no. So I mean, that's, that, that, that must have been my doppelganger, I reckon. <laughs> I mean, I'm a respected member of society in 2020. <laughs> Very good. Did it actually have an impact on you? It did. Why? It did. Well, I mean, as I said, punk rock and roll was around. Yeah. I'd, I'd learnt about, well, I'd been exposed to the concept of anarchy by the Sex Pistols. That would Pistols. have been 1986, yeah. Yeah, um, mm. uh, anarchist celebrations that year as well. But uh, um, I'd been exposed to the concept of anarchy by the Sex Pistols. They're very right wing. I mm. mean, John Lydon is as good as a Trump supporter mm. and, you know, defended Margaret Thatcher, you know, when, when she died as well. Very right wing. But... Um, um, so I, I sussed out what anarchy was about after that and, and you know, found out what was happening, Spanish Revolution, mm. Russian Revolution, etc. So this was pre, the, the pre, left. And pre, but then, pre-internet day, so you had to go into oh, the library. I, well, yeah, well I, oh, yes, that's right. And I was, I was given books as well, actually. Yeah. But uh, the thing was, so that comes up. Mm. And, I was just, and punk, there's a lot of anarchist literature around the punk movement as, yeah. as well at that mm. time. And, mm. and so that came forward, your article there. And it's oh, I'm, like, glad, well, I'm glad I corrupted you. Yes. Helped your path to radicalisation. It wasn't, it wasn't all your fault, but largely. <laughs> no, <so. laughs> Look, it's, uh, if you're amazed, the number of people who've been through these interviews who I've had an impact on, usually negatively. I think you'd be very proud of it, Joe. Oh, yeah, I am. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's, the trouble is, uh, I've never been paid by Asia for all the work I've done. <laughs> it's, uh, have you ever sussed out your file? What for? Well, why not? Why should I? Seriously, people ask me. I don't care what they've got on record. Mm. I hope they've got a complete record. I, I think the same of you mine. Know, I, I, I haven't sussed look at it. Why should, why should I bother? Why should I ask permission? Well, it's like, it's like, why should I go through the trouble of asking permission to see my file and then see most of it redacted because I'm still an activist? <laughs> the only idiot, in inverted commas, capital I, the only idiots who get their file and, you know, and get an erection over it are those... Well, it's not redacted because they're no longer active. Hmm. I mean, the thing about getting old <laughs> is you continue to be active. You become more active because you've got less to lose. Look, it's 4.31. I don't want to bore the listeners. This is uh, Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. <laughs> We're having a nice conversation with a professional punk who's never been paid, Mr Peter That's Rice, right. <laughs> from Clunes <laughs> in regional Victoria. Now, Peter, so when did the real world catch up with you? I don't know that it has, Joe. What do you mean? Did you ever get a, a job, a paying job somewhere? Oh, yeah, look, what I type did. Of things, I mean, what type of things have you been doing? <sighs> I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going with, with what I was saying about after rallies and stuff. I mean, so I, I got involved with the squatting movement yep. as well. Yeah. Um, there was a friend of mine at, at um, the Melbourne Anarchist Centre, which used to be down Victoria Street here. That's right, um, yep. And the Squatters Union of Victoria were, were located there as well. Um, <laughs> John Surgeon, he made this poster. The State Bank um, released this poster. I want my own. I want my home. I want my own home. Right. I want it now. And I don't want to hear I can't buy it. That was the ad. Yeah, yeah. John changed buy to squat. And, and, and he had that poster, I don't know, hundreds of copies being posted up. 
Melbourne by midday. And um, so I sort of thought, all right, I really like that that idea. And so I, I... I was never a very good squatter, but I did work out how to negotiate peppercorn rentals with owners. And that way I actually got Mm semi-secure dirt cheap housing. So I didn't really need to have a lot of money in the first place. Not in those days. Well, while I was studying as well, I got... um, Studying? Excuse me, what happened? You failed matriculation. Yeah, but then then I got into uni as a mature age student So and then did a degree in... How old were you when you were mature age? 24. (laughs) So, not very mature, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. But anyway. It, what, what did you study? I just, I mean, just it's social policy. Arts, social policy. Arts, social policy. Not Victoria and, University. And it was Victoria oh, University. How, how did I know? That's a good Who question. Who else take you? A boy from Altona, <laughs> you know. That's why it's Victoria uh, University. Dear. Anyway, so um, there was social never... Po- there so was what never is social policy? Hang on, hang on. I'm uh, interested in this. What is social policy? Oh, did you, did you man, we've it? only got 27 minutes. I can't you got a that. minute. Social policy? Yeah. That's a very difficult question to answer. Um, Was it social engineering? Sociology? Well, sociology, but then I suppose what I got out of it, is that what you're asking? What I got out of it? Or no, what, is, what, what, is, what exactly is, what was the course about? What did, what did it teach you? Did you finish it? Yeah, I did finish it. Um, it was a double major, but uh, that was my major. I focused on environmental policy, right. um, but then social policy, I suppose, uh, I don't know really how to, how to explain well, it. In, social in, policy community orientated or is it state-initiated policy? Well, it's about being able to deal with, it sounds really trite and silly, yeah. but they, they, the course was, was constructed, I suppose, mm-hmm. to educate participants mm-hmm. to be able to deal with matters of policy that affect both state and community generally. generally right. um, so you got your degree. Policy that affects the social sphere, I guess. Yeah. So what's your degree? As I said, social policy. Social, but what's yeah. your degree? Yeah. It was a Bachelor of Arts. A bachelor of Arts. Yeah, that's and it. And so you got your degree in your hot little hand. You're about twenty. Never got work with it. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You wasted three years. You no, work? no, no, no. But see, this is hang this on, hang on, hang on. What happened? Well, this is me as an activist from scratch. I wasn't going to change my tune because someone said you should start singing a different tune. Back right, of that. Right, right, Excuse right. me. You know, yeah. it was still like, um, as I said, a whole bunch of people. I did my degree to complement my life, not to change it. Right. So and hang on, hang on. Were you actually living a life to suit you, not your parents' aspirations or community uh, expectations? Um, I suppose I was because to some extent ah. that's what my parents... I mean, I told you about my mum's yeah, activism yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you didn't, you didn't want to meet community expectations or your parents' expectations? No, I was, I was a you just, you have, have, you ever, have you ever done that? What? Meet community's expectations? Oh, every day. Every day, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're a fine, upstanding citizen no, of the I'm community. Citizen, I'm a cons- Look, right. People say, you're a ratbag. I say, no. They say, you're a complaining, you know, has been or whatever. I say, no, no. I said, I'm a cons... They say, you're a professional agitator. I said, no, I've never been paid. My mum calls me a rabble rouser. Yeah, but I, I just say, I'm a concerned, committed citizen. I'm a CCC. Well... Concerned, we're concerned, committed citizens. And, and people hate fit, us. Uh, yeah. You know why they hate us? Because it shows up that they're, they're not concerned mm. and they're not committed mm. and they're not citizens. And it can actually wrest power from them as well. And they don't like that. People well, don't like that. Well, people don't have power anyway. 
Now, well, you say you brought in some music. Pol- politicians and stuff. Well, hang on. No, I want to talk now. You, you want to hear music. Yeah, I want well, to talk. Well, I don't want to hear music. <laughs> if you want to talk, I'm happy for you to talk. I will play one song. But, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, that, 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 was, that, was, that, was, that was my whole thing, which was just to fight for the rights of other people. I was, I was very middle class. I admit that. I'm still very middle class. But I wasn't going to be the middle class rich kid, and I'm certainly not now. I'm not a kid anymore either. But the thing is... Uh, um, I wasn't going to make money for the state. I wasn't going to make money for, um, for uh, you know, ca- uh, yeah, yeah, for the private sector, capital generally, yeah. and um, that was that was just how I lived my life. And you know, I wanted I wanted to survive on a shoestring to nut out how to do that, so mm. then I could take those skills out to people who were disempowered by state and say, well, here you go. This is how you can repair stuff. Mm-hmm. And, That's uh, a tough and gig. It is because it's very hard um, establishing um, long term relationships when you go down that path. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit yep. sac- it's a bit like a little bit like being a a a, a monk or a, a servant of God. You're a servant of the people. No, seriously. If, if you haven't got in a capitalist society, if you haven't got economic stability, or access, yeah, yeah, it's very hard to form a long term yeah, relationship. That's correct. Have children? Do you have children? Um, no, no, no. Right. So yes. yeah, so so in, in many words, you're a, one of the. I, I, Not I would that call I've brought your, up. Yeah. I'm a, anyway, no, I call you a sadhu. What's sadhu? Uh, they're Indian holy men and women who actually uh, give uh, their life to their religion. They have no thought of where the next meal comes from because they'll be fed by the community and they'll be clothed by the community and they wander for decades. I'm still wandering. So did, yeah. did the world catch up with me? No, I don't know that it I has. don't think it has. No, that's that's right. but, but it's a big price people pay. And that's, the, yeah. that's a decision a lot of... A lot of um, Radical activists make in their mid twenties, early thirties. You know, do I want to go down this path, which is quite lonely in many regards? Yeah. So that's true. I mean, I'm 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 still single, but at the same time, I've had a lot of really good relationships in my life as well, and still mm. got a lot of really good relationships relationships with with friends as well. Mm. So, mm. you know, is, is that enough? Yeah, I've got to say, to an extent, I sort of think as I get older, you know, I might need a bit of a hand doing this, that and the other, who knows, but I'm still doing all right for now. So we'll wait and see. Why'd you move to Clunes? Don't say the rent's cheap. (laughs) Uh, The house had a big shed. (laughs) And I could set up up, uh, this kind of, not quite shop, but, you know, engineering workshop where I could restore stuff. What do you restore? It's like what I don't restore. No, what do you restore <coughs> at the minute? What are you doing at the minute? What do you got in the shed? What are you working on? Project. That's a good word, Dale. Project. I'm very well, impressed. Well, I've, I've heard, oh, sweet. heard tell that men do projects. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own med shed in his in backyard. Their, in yeah, that's, that's, that's actually quite right. Um, but I've got to tell you, girls do projects too. I know. And that's really? a good thing. People do projects. It's a good thing, generally. That's oh, it. I reckon people doing projects is a good thing. Yeah. Now, tell us about some of yours. <laughs> um, what's the last thing that I was working on? Um, okay, so I don't have inclunes. I don't have gas to the house. There's no mm. town gas. Mm. So You've got your own bottle gas. No, I don't even have that. Oh. I, 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 basic. I, I get small bottles of gas and I run a primer stove. I've got I've got a wood stove in my kitchen in which, which which I restored and in which I make pizzas. Cool. Um, you know, um, but as I said, I've got this two burner primer companion stove when I need to boil a kettle. Well, that ran out of gas. Do you restore things for people or just for your own personal use? Both. Both. 
So work I was, you asked me about work before, yeah. I, I, for a while I was restoring lawnmowers, I was working as a small engine mechanic in a lawnmower shop, Right. Um, and I suppose that's that's what I'm doing to a very small degree, basically, uh, you know, not odd jobs, not run, I've run as a business for a while, but then tax office took my uh, yeah. ABN off me because I wasn't making enough money. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Excuse me, we're going to close you down. You're not making enough money. Well, you're just, you know, just a liability. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, anyway, um, so what type of equipment have you got in your shed that we can talk about? I don't want to talk about illegal things like that. No, no. Everything like that. Your world? Yeah, definitely. A lathe? Uh, I haven't set up the lathe, but yes. Pottery kiln? No, don't do that. Right, so you haven't got everything. I've got most things, but but the thing, look, so I was just saying about the stove, I mean, uh, so I ran out of gas, and so I moved back, actually, there you go, at, at Eureka, I yeah. had my little pump-up kerosene I was very pressure impressed. stove, yeah, I was impressed. I restore those. Any man who comes to the Eureka Rebellion celebrations and is actually able to make real coffee... Is a is a genius. Thank you. So Peter, you are a genius. Thank you. I'm Do you have forever. an atomic or something? Hey. Do you have an atomic or something? What's uh, that's like oh, a, the little a, baker light um, sort of? You know, you can put them on camp stoves and make a an espresso <laughs> thing. No, 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 no. I just had a plunger. Well, oh, I, 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 I had coffee, a coffee yeah. grinder, like Lovely a hand grinder. Lovely. And so I was grinding the beans and yeah. and then yeah. putting the plunger and, and four a.m. to six a.m. Breakfast starts and this man. Starts grinding coffee beans. That's right. Fantastic. And then, and then, a trooper. Yeah. and yeah. then, well, you've got to do it for the community. That's what it's about. Yeah, and the Eureka community, very solid community. You've got to do right. the work. Yeah, so yeah, thank you for yeah. that as well. Um, as I said, as I said to, uh, to you at, at the dinner, I was actually going for the uh, Anarchist Media Institute Barista Award, but um, <laughs> that <laughs> might have to be next year. <laughs> well, you're the only contestant, but you didn't kind of quite make it. You only, you only brought two different blends. You need to bring a number of coffers. Excellent. Right. Maybe four or five. I'm on notice. I'll do Maybe this. Maybe some soy milk as well. <laughs> oh! That's fair call. You've got, you got to deliver to the community. You're right, Dale. That's right. Soy milk. Absolutely. Oh. I had honey. You did have a. I was impressed. I had three cups. I couldn't believe it. Just kept me going. <laughs> I can't believe how, how controversial just mentioning soy milk was. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to. Just blew my ears out. <laughs> it wasn't controversial. It was just <laughs> horrific. I still hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sorry there, but it's okay. Look, can I make a confession on air? I used to be a. Dale, d- can you. Can is this recording? We're rolling. I mean, uh, look, Dale, look, I have to confess that I actually laughed inappropriately when you mentioned soil milk. In the good old days, I used to be a, a double shot man, and now I'm a, a quarter strength soy latte man. <laughs> I'm a half double decaffeinated half cap with soy milk and a twist of lemon. Yeah. <laughs> I think everything <laughs> live to he is part of Don't the, the latte set now. Yeah. Decaf latte. Okay. Now, he brought some Can't music. Yeah, all right. So, well, tell, so tell us what what do you want us to play and why? All right. Um, this will this will be. Uh, look, I was going to play another one, which is country Mo- country Joe McDonald, zombies in a house of madness, but we won't play that. I mean, that was weird stuff. I was I was I was um, I was I was listening to that when I was five. I mean, it's just how I started getting into this weird and wild. 
Now, this is Country Joe McDonald, oh. Parasessions record, one of my sisters. My two elder sisters were hippies. This, this, oh, part, this is part of the problem as well. But, but um, I, did, I did want to play um, Sacrifice by a band that I was in after um, Revenge called, called um, um, Combined Effort was the band. Sacrifice was the song. It was my song. Um, I think it's track four or five. Well, if you put your four. headphones on, you can help me here. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Since we've taken his notes away, all right. he's all yeah. Sunday. No, so it'll be number five. five. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's it. the one? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. it's, a, it's four minutes and 42 seconds or something. We don't have to play the whole thing. Okay. But, but the lyrics are important. It's about being ripped off for cash, working right. and being ripped, ripped off, off for cash. cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, turn up the volume, listen to it. Economy before it started. Yeah. yeah. You actually wrote that. I wrote that. You actually actually spent time writing that. This is um, my music, my words, right. and my vocals. Right. And did you have a monkey to play the tambourine at the same time? Uh, no. no. The, so the, you did have actual musicians. Oh, you had musicians on the. Um, yeah, we were a five piece. Five piece. Yeah. Oh, right. um, did any actually anybody actually ever listen to that? Um, we played about a dozen gigs and we had a little right. bit of a following, right. so um, some people did. Yeah, a little oh. bit. Well, yeah, three or four people turn up. Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that, that heart-destroying when you just get little groups turning up after all the effort you've put in? Nah, it? not at all, because, no. I mean, you've, you've put the time in, and and uh, even if, as I said, you might have half a dozen, dozen, two dozen people in the yeah. audience, yeah. Um, they're there to hear yeah. you, yeah. and it becomes intimate, and, you know, it's a better gig. Yeah. They're, they're nice yeah. gigs as yeah. well. So Whereas if you're playing to a whole mob of people, I mean, that's great yeah. too, yeah. But you can't, you don't get the direct social engagement. Yeah, well, I've organised a many uh, community activities, and only half a dozen people have turned up. And people say, "Where's everybody else?" I said, "Look, you don't worry about everybody else. It's the people that turn up that matter. Mm. That's the yeah, same, that's right. the same philosophy of punk yeah. music. Yeah, it's those that turn up. They never make money, but no, you know, that's the, but it's that's about the, it's about the spirit. Punk. That's the point. It's not about money. Mm. Like, and yeah, if anyone um, you know says that they're a punk band and they're like you know doing making millions of dollars, then it's actually 
the opposite of punk. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, totally yeah. about community. I mean, we were talking about Tim Hemmingsley before, and as I said, he was doing his uh, his uh, Ian McKay from Minor Threat impressions. I mean, Minor, Minor, Minor Threat and Discord, yeah. you know, they they were there to get the spirit and, you know, this community identity, which was... It was very do-it-yourself, very commu- much you're responsible for your community. Very anarchist. Mm. Are, are you still well. involved in music or have you given it away? I haven't given it away, but I'm very lapsed. You're lapsed. L- very lapsed. lapsed. So I still play occasionally in the lounge room, but that's about it. No, and what do the cats think? Well, they go outside. <laughs> yeah. They say, you're not going to feed us, go and catch a mouse. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can understand. So, um, so w- when did you start drifting away from being a, an active performer with music? Oh, that was only mid-90s, right. um, and so I was doing my degree at that time, right. getting involved in student activism, mm-hmm. um, running... I did a, a, um, a course with Gary Foley at Melbourne Uni in, I think it was 1993, um, Understanding Career Australia. Um, I'd been hanging around with the career community. That song, Sacrifice, actually got played on 3RRR. We, we went into... Um, um, Joe Wright's show, which was um, the Koori Connection. And so that got played, and um, we went back to Joel's place in Preston after the show, and he had this brilliant painting or picture, I don't know, piece of art on the wall, and it was like traditional Aboriginal people, Mm. but then with this British flag in the background and a smashed mirror all through it. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It was just... Impacting upon me as much as mm. you know, I, I'd rung up the, that program to speak to Joel about core issues and how you know non-Aboriginal mm. people could contribute to Aboriginal cause. Mm. Um, you know that was that was why we got on the show because he said, you know, I said I'm in a band. He said, oh, you, can, you know, if, if I said we're singing about social issues. He said, come in and play a song. So um, anyway, so through that, I also did this summer school course with Gary Foley. And uh, he was saying, well, the best thing you can really do uh, as a non-Aboriginal person is is stop the non-Aboriginal community from impacting upon Aboriginal people on land. Mm-hmm. So Aboriginal people can get on with dealing with the issues that they need to do. With. You mm-hmm. know, don't think that white fellows can, can solve Aboriginal problems. The Aboriginal people need to be... Self-determination, you know, need to be able to get on with what they need to do That's without being impacted by shit from white fellas. And so I got involved with Student Union. This is when I put instruments down. And um, um, I was running Courier Awareness Weeks across the university as the activities officer in 1995. Um, There was a lot of, um, how can I say... uh, Traction because of Marbo, yep. Eddie Marbo's. Yeah, Furniture, 992. Yep, yep. Um, all, all of that. And uh, so I said, Did they claim your backyard? No, they didn't see. No, they told That's me. Right. I remember reading the, the legacy media. It was everywhere. Mm. They're going to claim, they're going to yeah. camp in our backyard. That's right. Never happened. Mm. So I, I think I think it was just propaganda. Yeah, I think. I think, <laughs> I, think I think it was funny Get that. Out. So yeah. So um. So as I said, I put that's that's the stuff I was doing at that time. Um, now let's get back up. Look, 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 look. Got away from music and got into radio. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I mean, you used to be a fixture <laughs> here at 3CR in the early hours. Correct. What time did you used to do your show? Two till six Sunday morning. Rock and Roots. Two to six. Two a.m. to the, six a.m. The graveyard shift. This is correct. Sunday morning. When Sun- did it start? Um. 
That show started in 2005, October 2005. And when did you and, pull the pin? Uh, October 2011, uh, 2017. Is that so 12 years. Is that because you had enough or because you just felt that you needed to move on? Oh, look, I loved it. I, I loved on that show. Um, it's still going. John Simon's picked up the right. gig and Mark's, uh, Mark Langdale's still doing it as well. It's not the same, I've got to say. But anyway, <laughs> um, but, oh. but, uh, but, but the thing was... Look, from clones, it just got too much. So you had to come in every every, every Saturday, no, every every couple of weeks. You'd come mean, in, yeah. From but it was just getting it was just getting too yeah, much. I'm, much, I'm getting much, older, and that was yeah, that. That's four hours of music. How much research is involved in the program? People think you just you know you just pick a record. It's not like that. No. How much work's involved in making a program? Well, like that? generally, music show you're putting at least twice as much time mm. as uh, as airtime. So mm. there'd be like eight hours per show. Mm. Mm. But then I'd be doing that, you know, just be drips and drabs during the week. But then by the end of the week, you'd have a, <laughs> a whole show to put to air. It's yeah. just how it would work. And right. so, as I said, uh, had various presenters over those years. Um, Benny Gregerson, who used to... Yep. Um, yep. I remember Benny, yep. yep. Oh, he's um, still around. He's working for the ABC these days as a, is he? As a technician. Oh, goodness me. I know, um, yep. that's a while ago. Yep. Um I'm not sure where he's working now. But anyway, he's still around. I no. saw him only a few months ago. No, I, still, I think he's still there. Um, he, he, was, he was... Maintenance or something. He, he did a plumbing mm. apprenticeship. and He was yeah. plumbing for a while, but I think he's gone a bit more white-collar these days. Anyway, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, with that... With that he's gone white-collar yeah, 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 Oh, he's become management so, material. A little bit, but anyway. Yeah, um, but still a good still a good political mind on his shoulders. Yes. So, so right. what... what so, um, but I was going to say about Benny. So he did, he did the show as well. You know, I didn't have to do the show every week mm. um and uh but yeah um it, it would take you know eight to ten hours per how show you, how do you feel about the current situation socially culturally and politically how's that for a few minutes to answer <laughs> i mean it, do you think we're in difficult times do you think things are improving what do you think all right well, look we've only got six minutes so um less actually so um i'm I was saying to various people by um, October and November of last year that um, uh, the climate circumstances we are facing, the planet is facing, are dire. And I was very concerned for what was going to happen this summer. Well, look what's already happened. We're not out of summer yet. Um, So, yeah, we're facing dire circumstances. About one third of Victoria has been impacted. Central Victoria has escaped. I worked out out that um, with the Gippsland fires and Mm. what's gone up the east coast of New South Wales, as well as Queensland, as well as Western Australia, it amounts to Mm. around about something between um, the area of Tasmania and twice. The area of Tasmania that has right. burnt that's in the last couple right. of months. Yeah. So, so that's frightening. And, and so, as far as as far as um, carbon emissions go, I mean, it just adds to them. Mm. As I was saying at the Eureka Do, governments need to start implementing, not just just uh, you know writing up social policy. Um, start to need implement. Start to need. Uh, excuse me. Need to start implementing expansion of forests to suck this carbon back out of the atmosphere. Otherwise, the planet's had it. Mm. How about Peter Rice? What's Peter Rice going to do over the next few years? Well, I'm talking about it. What? <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm talking about it right now. The words well, going you're going to plant. You're going to plant trees. You're going to become well, Johnny, people, Peter, Peter Appleseed Rice. I'd love, I'd love to. No, I don't. Well, this is what people need to do. I mean, we need to start... We need to start revegetating the streams because that's where they'll get the best traction. This right. is what needs to happen. These are the ideas that need to get out 
and and be acted upon. And so, uh, so you retired from acti- being an activist? Hell or? no. Hell no. So what, what, what's on, what's, what's on your stop. what's on your pl- palate at the minute? Uh, I've just finished dealing with Hepburn Shire. They were um, they were uh, reviewing local law number two, and they brought in a whole bunch of draconian things that uh, mm-hmm. uh, hadn't been in the last version of that legislation from 2009, I think it was. So that's what I've been dealing with most recently. 2020's only just started, so I'm not so, sure what's so on the plate you, so far this year. So but carbon, can, carbon emissions and climate change is yeah, certainly yeah, right up there. So you're going to continue to be a committed, concerned citizen. In other words, a pain in the anal orifice. That's the idea. For, for society. That's right. You're going to shock them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Peter? Hey, Dale, do they owe us a living? Of course they do. Of course they do. Of course they do. That's right. <laughs> do they owe us a living? Nobody owes you anything, mate. Well, the thing is... We owe the planet. We owe the planet. Long story, Joe. That's right. We owe the planet. Well, Peter, look, it's a pleasure seeing you here today. Thanks, I know Joe. A, you're a bit concerned coming up, up all the way from Clunes into the big smoke. For you, in a moment, in yeah. a heartbeat. To think that you are <laughs> keeping a newspaper article from 1986 about yours truly sickens me. But... <laughs> But the fact that we both wore the same crappy little jumpsuits as children <laughs> makes us human. That's what it does. We're all human, mm. unfortunately. There are no gods. There are no masters. Thank you very much, Peter. Keep fighting, Joe. Good on you, mate. the bodies 
strung up in the trees. He stepped forward and brought the ocean to my ears. Slowly sinking, I could be struggling for you.